Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to Love Yourself Fiercely. I am so stoked for our guest today. Pixie Grace is a messaging expert who helps entrepreneurs master their million-dollar message and create an irresistible brand. But beyond that, she's so rad. So I'm so excited she's here. Hi, Pixie. Thanks so much for being here today. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to be on this podcast and be having this conversation with you today. We had an incredible conversation last week and I said probably five times like, damn it, we shouldn't have just recorded. So I'm excited to see what magic comes today. But before we dive right in, why don't you just kind of introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you love and what's going on in your world. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Pixie Grace. I am a personal branding and messaging expert. And I absolutely love helping people to tap into their uniqueness, to really brand themselves, be in a position where they are loving their strategy. They're loving their messaging. They're loving what they're showing up with and they are their number one fan. So for me, that's what I love. That's what I've been up to for the last several years is really helping thousands of people to create amazing personal brands backed by a million dollar message that gets them seen by the people they want to be seen by. So I've been up to that. I've been just hanging out, doing some new stuff with my business, going on a lot of podcasts and really just enjoying having these amazing conversations. So that's what has been going on in my world. That's amazing. So I, like I said, we had a conversation before, but I'm kind of just going to hand it back over to you and, and let you tell your story a little bit about when, you know, self-love became part of your story, when you recognized that self-love needed to be at the forefront of all that you do and how it shifted the the life that you live now. Absolutely. And for me, self-love has always been something that has been part of every chapter of my life. And when I was younger, I really had a tough childhood. I had the kind of childhood that required me to grow up way too fast. And throughout all that, I wasn't really given the roadmap to self-love. I was mistreated and abused and I was living with an abusive father and a codependent mother. And I wasn't really taught what self-love looked like. So for a very long time, I was in survival mode. I wasn't in self-love mode. I was in this mode of, I just need to survive. I just need to get through it. And I just went into a place of depression at a young age. I went into a place of anxiety at a young age, and it took me a long time to really identify who I was so that I could start falling in love with myself. I think that what really shifted things for me was getting into junior high school. And really at that point, I think a lot of people, not just myself, start to experiment more with their style, start to experiment more with makeup, start to experiment more with who they are as individuals. And I remember being in junior high and I decided at that point that I was going to fake it till I make it. I was going to be in that position of, I'm just going to pretend I'm super confident. I'm going to pretend like I think I'm amazing. I'm going to smile more. And 
I even started this trend with my group of friends where we would compliment each other on a consistent basis. And I remember telling them that because we were all going through so many changes, it was important for us to compliment one another. It was important for us to spread joy. And, that, and remember it became not just a trend within my own friend group, but it became a trend within the other friend groups that those individuals had outside of the one that I was part of. So a lot of junior high kids were just going around and complimenting each other because I truly believe that faking it till you make it does actually create that connection back to self-love. And I know that so often, I remember you and I were talking about this, so often people say, you know, self-love should come from within you. Self-love should be something that you yourself kind of gather up and then give to yourself. And it shouldn't come from other people. It shouldn't come from compliments on other people. It shouldn't matter what other people say. But as somebody that lived a life where I didn't have an accurate depiction of what self-love looked like, I was incapable of giving that to myself. And for a long time, I was taught that it shouldn't come from anywhere else. But honestly, I needed to have people uplifting me. I needed to have people complimenting me. I needed to have that because if they could see it in me, I knew that it must be true. If they could see these good qualities within me, I knew that there must be some truth to that. And I decided to start believing it. I decided that that was going to be the start of my real self-love journey from faking it till I made it and being in that position where I was trying to get everyone to compliment each other and everyone to really just uplift each other to really just having people genuinely believe these things about me that I was smart and talented and pretty and all of the things that I think we never get sick of hearing. If we're being completely honest, we all love hearing amazing things about ourselves. We all love it. And to tell people that self-love should only really be coming from inside of them is doing an incredible disservice to the fact that we, especially as women, are so powerful in creating community. We are so powerful in creating an uplifting of one another. And we don't have to be so fiercely independent all the time to have everything that we need come from within ourselves. I think that there's something beautiful on being able to actually receive compliments, being able to actually embody the energy that somebody's trying to put out towards you when they give you a compliment and be able to say, you know what, thank you because now I see that in myself too. And I never get sick of hearing how much I inspire people, how much people love me, the different reasons why they love me. But that is where it started was really them planting the seed because I didn't have that seed before. I had nothing to water within myself that would have ever grown a tree of self-love. They had to plant the seed and it was my responsibility from there to water it. It was my responsibility from there to have it flourish into this tree that now bears fruit that I can pick off and I can give to others. And I can continue that cycle that I started in junior high of giving compliments, genuine, true compliments 
to uplift others. And that's been a massive part of everything I've done. It's been a massive part of my journey, not just with myself personally, but with my business. It's been crazy. And that's kind of where everything started for me. And I freaking love that perspective. And it, it's interesting because it's not a perspective I teach. And, and you and I talked about this. You know, I teach the we can't look outside of ourselves. We have to cultivate. And you brought a totally different perspective that I had never considered. You know, I had a pretty tumultuous upbringing as well. Um, but before the traumas, that seed was planted for me. And, and I, I did have love and there were, I was blessed to have people in my world to model what that could look like should I cultivate the seed, but you bring a beautiful perspective that I think deserves to be heard and deserves to be shared because it's like saying, if you don't have the seed, then you're screwed. But what you did was say, no, 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 no. We are, we need to find a way. I need to find a way to embody what people see in me, to find a way to, to see, be the mirror, right? Let the other people, what they see in me be my mirror to grow my self-love. And then what you've done since that is, you know, in your life and in your business is remarkable. And you're absolutely right. I never get tired of people reaching out after these episodes and saying, wow, that was, that was super impactful for me or having clients share, you know, how, inspired they are or empowered they are after a session or people in my community saying, I really love how much you empower me to be better. That doesn't ever get old. It doesn't. And so I love the perspective you bring on, Hey, wait a second. Why can't we, you know, allow and ourselves to receive those things, truly receive them, feel them in our body, and then allow them to be a mirror for maybe the parts of ourselves we don't yet see, or we don't yet believe to be true. And so I want you to talk a little bit about um, how that shows up in your business or how you teach this concept of um, compliment giving in, in terms of people growing irresistible brands, because I love it. Absolutely. And when I started my business, I was kind of in that position again, where I felt like the outcast. I felt like the weird one because there's nobody that looked like me. And admittedly, there still aren't very many people who look like me, but I was in that position where at that point, there was people who had a lot of those Paris photo shoots with the balloons mm. and a lot of those cafe photo shoots where they look like they just make a ton of money and they just sit at the cafe drinking coffee all day. And I remember looking at that and thinking that wasn't me. And did I have to be that? Did I have to go through that? And so I tried to fit in. I tried to be a little bit less myself at that point, because I thought that that's how things needed to be done. And I remember getting to the point in my business where I had broken down crying because I could not do it anymore. I was trying and trying and trying and trying and I couldn't do it anymore. And I remember I was working with this one coach at that time and I could not pay her what I'd agreed to pay her. 
And I just felt miserable because I had been trying to be somebody else for so long and it just was not working. And I remember it was around this time of year. It was around July and I was laying on my bathroom floor and I was looking up and I had this beautiful skylight and I was just crying. There was this hot tears rolling down my cheeks. It was humid as all heck in the bathroom and I was just miserable. And then I got up from that floor and I dusted myself off and it took me a while to actually pick myself up emotionally from that incident. I remember it took me weeks to really get back to wanting to show up for my business, wanting to do things. And at that point, my energy and my decision was, I don't care if other people like me. I just want to like myself. I don't care if other people love my business. I just want to love my business. I don't care if other people resonate with what I want, with what I want to say and what I say. I just want to say what I want to say. And when I made that shift, that's when my business started booming. That's when people started showing up more. That's when people started messaging me being like, oh my God, I fucking love you. You are amazing. How do I work with you? And that shift really created the foundations of what my business has become today. Because my business is all about coming from a place of not just self-love, but literally being your number one fan in business, being obsessed with what you're saying, being obsessed with what you're putting out there, being obsessed with your personal branding, the way you look, the way you sound, everything, and having it all be completely intentional. When it comes to what I do in business, I really enjoy helping people to create a personal brand that does speak to exactly who they are. And it does create exactly what they want to be saying. You have to be your number one fan if you want anyone else to be a fan of yours. So many people are waiting for other people to say, oh my God, you are so good at what you do. You should be charging so much more. You should be doing so much more. And then they'll believe it. And as much as I believe that those compliments can fuel you, When it comes to a personal brand, the more that you are capable of loving it, the more you're capable of loving every aspect of what goes into your personal brand, who you are, what your message is, who you want to work with, who you want to connect with, all of those things, the more that that is going to come through in what you show up with every single day and draw in the people and the connections that you want to be drawing in. So for me, when it comes to self-love, it's more along the lines of complete self-obsession as a personal brand in your messaging, in everything that you do, standing out and being unique. And a lot of people come to me because I stand out, because I'm unique, because I look different and because I sound different. People gravitate towards that. And I help them create that in their own businesses, in their own way, so that their ideal clients gravitate towards them, so that they are able to consistently show up with that dynamic million-dollar message that gets those ideal clients coming back again and again and again and continues to grow their business, elevate to the next level, and allows them to fall deeper in love with their business as, of course, they continue to get more testimonials, more compliments, 
more you inspire me, more of everything that they are seeking that they haven't fully accumulated until they master that million dollar message and they master that personal branding. And then what I do is really just set up the foundations for them to do that and have that mastery that just continues to bring them exactly what they've been waiting for. That is a hundred percent what my business is about. And I'm obsessed with it. And I think my favorite part about what you do, I mean, having a, a, a branding expert, a messaging expert is really important for people in business, especially, especially now, you know, I always say there's so much noise, um, on, in the online space, everybody is in business in the online space. Doesn't matter what industry we're all looking up to somebody and trying to emulate when we're unsure of what it is we need to do. But what I love the most about what you do is the foundation of authenticity, the foundation of you need to be completely obsessed with who you are and what you stand for in order to, to dial it in and really know what it is you you're putting out into the world, which is self-love, right? All of it is, it ties right into that self-love piece, that self-embraced obsession of who we are and what's important to us and our values and authenticity, which is everything that I stand for. Authenticity and integrity in my business is everything. Um, And so I love that because I think it's such a missing piece amongst our industry and every industry really is this belief that we just have to, you know, create tiny robots of us and throw them out into the world and expect them to have the same results. But what comes to me often is like, I'm doing all the things I've done everything they've, they're telling me to do and it's not working. And I'm like, well, that's because it's not you. Mm-hmm. And you can sell the same product as 5,000 other people. But if you're not doing it in a way that, that really is reflective of who you are and what you live, the mission that you live by, the values that you live by, the integrity that you stand for in your own life, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Right. And I love that you also help entrepreneurs really get there and, and understand the importance of just being who they are because who we are is beyond enough and who we are is what sells, not what we sell. Exactly. A hundred percent. And I think that as we go into like authenticity, something that really comes up a lot of times is people not being intentional with their authenticity. When it comes to personal brand, what I do goes beyond just throwing out authenticity. It goes into intentional authenticity. And what I mean by intentional authenticity is really picking the pieces of who you are that you want represented as a personal brand. You don't have to share everything. You can keep some things for yourself. You can allow yourself to really separate from I need to share everything in order to be authentic to, I am actually intentionally crafting exactly what I want people to see. And it's still authentic because if we're being completely honest, we are multifaceted human beings. We have so many things. And I think that people get lost in imposter syndrome because we are so multifaceted. So if somebody wakes up in the morning and they intend to wake up at seven o'clock to get their business ready, but they don't wake up until 8.30, 
they might think to themselves, wow, like I'm not that person that I need to be in order to be successful. When in reality, nobody needs to know you didn't wake up when you planned on waking up. Nobody needs to see that. And if you separate the parts of yourself that might be messy, the parts of yourself that might be things that lower who you want to be seen as, and you separate that and you say, no, I can still be just as powerful with the messiness. I can still be just as intentional. I can still be just as life-changing because guess what? The people that we all look up to might've had the worst day and they show up on camera and they look like they're flawless. They look like they're perfect. You don't know if that man or woman just spilled an entire pot of coffee all over themselves. You don't know if they just tripped over a rug and fell down some stairs before they sat in that chair and looked like they are the most expertise person that they could possibly be. You don't know. And we don't have to put everything on the line to be authentic. We don't have to bring all of it in order to be authentic. When you are intentionally crafting that, you are taking the authentic parts of who you are and you're elevating them to the next level as a personal brand. You are taking pieces of yourself and choosing what to put out there. And it's just as authentic without having to feel the need to be perfect because we don't have to be perfect. And guess what? Every single person is imperfect. Every single person is imperfect. And nobody has it all together 100% of the time, no matter who you think they are, nobody does. And so when it comes to personal branding, it's really about being intentional with your authenticity. I am all about being authentic and I'm about taking that authenticity and taking those pieces of, that are the best of who you are and then elevating them so that you feel 100% in control of what you're doing and it feels good. It feels exciting. That is something that I feel like a lot of people don't talk enough about when it comes to authenticity, which makes it this whole messy situation for a lot of people where they're like, okay, I want to be authentic, but I did spill an entire pot of coffee on myself today. What are people going to think about me if they know that? And the thing is they don't have to know that. And you are no less authentic because you don't want to tell somebody that you spilled a whole pot of coffee on yourself. You are still just as worthy and just as authentic. I love that. You know, in my world, I often share the messy shit really just to normalize that no matter where you are, we're all human beings. I can't tell you how many women have reached out and say, I don't know how you do it all. And I'm like, I don't do it all. What you don't see behind me is three baskets of laundry that haven't been put away in two weeks or the fact that, you know, my toddler's downstairs having a tantrum as we speak and we're just going to pretend it's fine. <laughs> we, I normalize the messy because I, I, that's the part I think that probably breaks my heart the most when women are stepping into or people in general are stepping into entrepreneurship. They're stepping into the online space and they're trying so hard to get it air quote, right. They're trying so hard to do what they see as successful. And, and what I try to normalize is that behind every screen 
is its own little shit storm. Like we're all just human beings living a human experience and we all argue with our partners and we all take a shit and we all, you know, we all do those things. We all still have to live our lives. And, and it's understanding that piece that you, you, that you're sharing that like, take the parts of you that you know will help you grow your business, the thing you love and make those the forefront. I choose in my brand to share the, the not so pretty so that it's empowering for other women to know that I don't have it all together. I've never had it all together. I may never have it all together, but what I do is I, I show up in a way that allows other people in my containers and in my world to know that this is possible for them too. Right. That go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say that, I mean, that is powerful when it comes to how much or how little you want to share of the messy. It's really about that intention about being like, and you just put it so perfectly. You share that intentionally Mm -hmm. because you want them to see that it doesn't have to be polished and perfect all the time, that you still are a human being and you still are creating the success and you're still creating the life that you want to be creating, even with the messy bits. And I think that that is so important to remember the intention behind things, because sometimes I've had people come to me and they've said, Pixie, I was told that like, I should share everything. And I'm like, why you need to have intentions. You need to have a reason why. Your reason is so spot on and so powerful, Kelly, because you want to share the messy so that people are inspired. But if you are sharing without intention backing it up, if you are sharing every raw piece without thinking it through and just being like, well, this is like what people told me I have to do, it's going to get messy. And it's not going to get messy in the inspiring way. It's going to get messy in the way that really does not formulate the message that you want to be putting out there. So intention is everything. I have clients who show up wearing nothing but a towel wrapped around them, hair all wet, right out of the shower doing live broadcast. And I have clients who show up and they will never show up without makeup and everywhere in between. It's really just about understanding what are your intentions. I have so many people who have not figured out how to intentionally show up and that's what's holding them back and it makes it hard to be in love with your business when you don't fully understand everything that needs to go into your business when it comes to your personal branding and your messaging it makes it really hard because it feels like a constant uphill battle Mm-hmm. And when you start to really be able to understand, okay, these are my people. This is what they need to hear from me. This is the messiness I want to share with them. These are the like cool things I want to share with them. It creates a more well-rounded version of you. And it creates a well-rounded version of your personal brand and your messaging. And that's why it's incredibly important to be intentional because there's always going to be parts of us that we don't share because they're unnecessary. It's unnecessary to share every single piece of us. And it doesn't have to happen. We don't have to. We can share it and inspire people with the messiness. Or we can dust off our shoulders and know that we are still completely valid and completely worthy, even with our crazy messiness, that we don't really quite feel like sharing to people 
we don't want to share every detail, but when we do share the details, it does create that connection a hundred percent. Absolutely. I love that. I love that you, you know, it's, it's like giving people permission to say, you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. When we look back on traditional marketing, traditional business, prior to it being in the online space where people have access to us 24 seven, brands were incredibly intentional on what they shared always. And in the digital space, it feels as though people believe that they have to show all of it. Like it has to all be there. And I love that you're you highlight intentionality because sometimes when we bear it all, and I think as people are listening to this, they're going to know an account or two that they follow where they're like, oh, I get it now. Where it's like far too much sharing and not enough intention. And it's like, who are you and what do you do? I don't know. It depends on the day, I guess, because you sh- those people share far too much. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. That's why intention needs to be put out there. And when you start to understand who you are as a personal brand, and you start to understand what version of me really needs to be out there to inspire my ideal clients, to really connect with them, to get them to feel better, inspire them, help them be motivated, all the things that we want for our audience and for our clients. That's when you're like, okay, cool. I know how to take the messy story and turn it into gold. I know how to take the messy story of my kids being absolute monsters, throwing a whole fit, wrecking the living room and turn it into something that's inspiring. And instead of just showing up and being like, my life sucks, my kids are a mess, my living room's a mess, blah, blah, blah. Because it's not motivating. You have to back it by how do you really want somebody to see this piece of content? How do you want somebody to experience this? When somebody reads that, what do you hope that they get out of it? Because our businesses are not for us anymore. They are for our audience. They are to uplift others. As much as I am obsessed and in love with my business, as much as I create that for my clients, our businesses are for our audience. They are for our ideal clients. They are for people to really be able to find hope, inspiration, motivation, all these things that we hope that they have just by seeing us. So when you think of that, you have to think, what is in it for my audience to read this, to listen to this, to watch this is just, am I just throwing a pity party and really just going online and bitching about things? Or am I providing valuable lessons that showcase the messiness and let them know it's okay. Because guess what? All that is going on. And I'm still showing up and I'm still doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. So much different when you back it by intention. I love that. What if, if for anyone listening right now, who's like, I don't even know where to start on my messaging or on my branding and how to make that a powerful experience for me and my ideal client what would be a piece of advice that you would give them to kind of start self-exploring what it is that they stand for and, and who they are in their business? I would really say start with the simplest 
forms of what you want to be teaching. So start with pick two to three things that you want to teach and allow yourself to go from there and just start with it being simple. The core things that I teach are self-expression and really creating a life filled with what you want it to be filled with. So I would think, what are the two to three things you really want to teach people? What do you really want them to learn from you? And then go into, what do you want to be known for? If you take those two questions of what do you want to teach and what do you want to be known for? How do you want people to perceive you? That can start with really creating the connection to the larger message, larger personal brand. It's really saying, okay, I want to teach self-love. I want to teach acceptance. I want to teach motivation. And I want to be known for being somebody that is understanding and kind. I want to be known as somebody that is down to earth and think, okay, if you have those pieces together, what are the stories that you can share that are going to demonstrate those things? What are the things that you can say that are going to demonstrate those things? If you're trying to teach somebody that you are down to earth, definitely include the messy parts of who you are. Definitely include those things because it's going to have that, oh, this person's down to earth. They go through the messiness. If you're trying to teach somebody self-love, where have you in your life experienced moments of self-love or lack thereof? Really think about how am I going to be putting this out there that's going to be showcasing these particular things. And that is the foundations to start exploring your personal brand and your messaging. I love that. And I want to thank you for all of this. You're such a wealth of energy and motivation and knowledge in your field. I I love this conversation. I'm really excited for our communities to get to hear this conversation. But before you go, I must ask you the question. I ask everybody on this podcast, what is a limiting belief that really was a challenge for you at the, at the beginning of your journey that still comes up every now and again? And how do you, you know, change the narrative to step out of that and back into alignment with your values and who you are now? Absolutely. And I love that question because the way that you worded it being something that I still struggle with sometimes, I think that we have this perception that we'll get over these limiting beliefs and we won't struggle with them anymore, but things do continue to come back around. I'd say that for me, the same thing that I struggled with in the beginning of really feeling a little bit too different can come around every once in a while and be like, I'm not like these other mentors. I'm not like these other coaches. And that can come up because I don't see myself in a lot of people. And the way that I really work through that is knowing and trusting that people are out there looking for somebody different. People are out there looking for someone to say something different, to really show up in a different way. That is how I help people. And that is how I help myself is really by understanding that the uniqueness is the magic. The uniqueness is what is going to differentiate me and what's going to differentiate my clients. And that is how I handle it nowadays. When I get in those comparison-itis moments, when I get in those moments of thinking I am too different or thinking that I am 
just not enough like this person or that person, I come back to the moment of realization that that is exactly why people are going to work with me. It's exactly why my clients are going to hire me. It's exactly why what I'm doing creates such an impact. I love it. I love it so much. Um, Pixie, I know everybody's going to want to follow you and know how to be in your world more often. So where do you hang out the most and where can they connect? I hang out the most on my personal Facebook profile. So I go live there. I do all of my content there. Every single thing that's part of my business is going to be there. So if you want to hang out with me, if you want to connect with me, if you want to find out more about me, go to my Facebook personal profile, add me as a friend. You can definitely tell me that you heard me on this podcast. I would love to know what you thought. I am always looking for new friends. I'm always looking for people who want to be in my world to come hang out with me, connect with me, share your thoughts about this podcast. I'd love to hear them. Thank you so much for being here, Pixie. Do you have any last words of wisdom before we sign off? Absolutely. So my last words of wisdom before we sign off is really just to embrace the uniqueness, embrace who you are. If you want to do things differently, go and do them. And if you don't know how to do them differently, trust that you will figure it out. There are so many people here to help you gain that self-love that comes from really, truly being yourself. That's amazing. Ladies, thank you so much for taking time today to Put your self-love at the forefront of all that you do, and I will see you on the next one.